uh, exhibit. So even if you don't get a chance to get the calendar, you'll be able to walk um, amongst the life-size pieces of the work. And like I said, later on, uh, go out to the Portland Art Museum and check it out. But I wanted to say one other thing, Lisa. Um, Isaka's oldest brother and his youngest brother were both killed by Portland police. Um, he had another brother that was his middle brother that was killed by a white supremacist here. And it's a shame because when they moved here to live in Danport, they had escaped um, a lynching in Texas where his father was uh, being attacked and, and grabbed by a lynch mob, but escaped with his life and brought the family up here. So um, he's seen the hardships that we're dealing with. And for us to still be in that type of work, um, again, exploring his art, exploring history, and utilizing that to dismantle um, the things that we need to change, um, that's the focus of all of this art and social justice connection. We have to use a, a, a medium that can help us be successful in fighting back, and this is the struggle, you know? All right, Teresa Rayford, don't you, Portland. Thanks for taking a few minutes in the beautiful sunshine with all the kids playing to talk with the KBU News tonight. For KBU News, I'm Lisa Loving. KBU Community Radio is proud to co-sponsor Good in the Hood. The weekend of June 21st through 23rd at King School Park in Portland, Good in the Hood is a multicultural music, art, and food festival celebrating diversity and connecting people with resources and experience to strengthen the unity in the community. The Good in the Hood Parade will take place Saturday starting at North Williams and North Russell Street at 11 a.m. and cable will be broadcasting the festival live on Saturday starting at 2 p.m. and Sunday starting at noon. Again, that's Good in the Hood Friday, June 21st from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Saturday, June 22nd from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. and Sunday, June 23rd from noon to 10 p.m. at King School Park in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. KBOO Community Radio is a proud co-sponsor of the 50th anniversary of Oxamoxwa with the Garcia Birthday Band on Friday, June 14th at 8 p.m. at the Aladdin Theater in Portland. Oxamoxwa is a 1969 album by the Grateful Dead. Fans and critics alike consider this era to be the band's experimental apex. The Garcia Birthday Band is a group of veteran musicians interpreting and celebrating the repertoire of the late Jerry Garcia and the Grateful Dead. Again, that's the 50th anniversary of Oxamoxwa with the Garcia Birthday Band on Friday, June 14th at 8 p.m. at the Aladdin Theater. 3017 Southeast Milwaukee Avenue in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events.
KBOO Portland. Thanks for joining us. This is Preference. I'm your host, Hedda. That was Spacer, our theme song, uh, released just about 40 years ago. And someday, I hope to get Sheila, the vocalist, um, on the line (laughs) to celebrate that 40 years. We'll see if it happens. Uh, I'm here with folks from Greater Portland Trans Unity. We're going to talk about the Trans Pride events this Saturday and perhaps beyond. All right, good. Uh, we have Lyles, Sarah, and Samantha in the studio with us. My voice is a little ragged today. I'm not sure what that is. I'll do my best to be um, something other than very gravelly and grungy. Uh, why don't you each introduce yourselves? All right, yeah. Uh, my name is Lyles McFarlane. I use she, her pronouns. I've been organizing with Greater Portland Transunity for five years now. Uh, we do the yearly Trans Pride March. We do also other transgender-focused uh, events throughout the year, like Transgender Day of Visibility, Transgender Day of uh, Remembrance. Uh, even our own uh, take on that, the Transgender Day of MFing Brilliance. Not supposed to curse. So, <laughs> uh, and you know, part of our group is just aside from the Trans Pride March every year, we want to make sure that we're doing as much as we can for the community because there's not really a completely trans-focused organization in Portland uh, aside from ourselves that uh, there's plenty of other orgs that do work for trans people or for the LGBT community as a whole but there are very few orgs that are just strictly focused on trans folks and their rights. Uh, So one of the things we've been trying to do this year is focus more directly on the community and how we can be more use our or I guess our, our name clout, whatever you want to call it, to, uh, to help out the community, which is why this year's march is focused on trans housing uh, and houseless folks. And it's going to be a lead up for an event in Ju- uh, the end of July. We're having a trans housing uh, conference, <coughs> summit, fair, whatever. Basically, we're going to get a bunch of community partners and everybody together and you know talk to the houseless trans community and find out, you know, what is it that you need? Where, who have you been going to? Hasn't been listening? You know, what could be done different? And like, put together actual active plans where we can hopefully enact real change for the community. But that's uh, in July. So for this month, uh, the uh, Trans Pride March is actually this Saturday. Uh, the rally starts at 2 p.m. We march at 3:30. It's at the North Park blocks next to the big elephant statue. Uh, and also, we're going to be providing sign-making supplies, which will be start be available around 1 p.m. So anybody that wants to march with signs and stuff, if they can't afford to get the supplies or just haven't had the time, uh, if you come a little bit early on the march day, uh, we'll have plenty of signboards and stuff like that for you to make your own uh, your own stuff. Wonderful. 
Uh, and I'll go ahead and introduce myself. I'm Sarah. Uh, I My first time attending the Trans March was four years ago. I went with a friend, saw how powerful it was, saw how uh, incredible it was for the community, and wanted to come back and wanted to support it. And so immediately uh, kind of tried to figure a way to figure out a way to work my way into the organizing committee and support them. And I've been helping organize for three years now and really love it and uh, love the group that that's, that we've kind of created and and I'm very proud of of the work that they do and and the event itself it's a for me it's a stark contrast um having traditionally just kind of attended the Sunday pride parade that has um kind of a lot more bigger kind of uh mainstream societal support mm-hmm. uh and then to it, it honestly was just eye opening the first first time I attended the trans march um so I just wanted to come back and support it cuz they do incredible work so here I am. And Sarah is amazing. Uh, she just showed up one day. I was like, hey, I don't know how I can help, but I just want to be here. You know, tell me what I can do. And that's like the best kind of organizer. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm Samantha. And uh, I've this is my second year with uh, organizing with Greater Portland Trans Unity, um, doing the Trans March and Rally. Um, similar to Sarah, it was... Uh, really great experience for me last year hopping on board with uh, the group and seeing the sort of impact that they make in the community, sort of turnout we, that we get at our events and the help we're able to offer people, um, not only just through ourselves, of course, but through our partners and our sponsors and um, all the rest of the community that really comes together and, and uh, makes this able to happen each year. Um, it's very moving and I'm very happy to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, before we uh, head further, let's just remind folks that uh, sign making and related activities, one o'clock park box on Saturday, this Saturday, mm-hmm. and the actual march at two. Mm-hmm. Very uh, uh, Rally at two, and then we yeah. actually step off to march at 3.30. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Um, so the focus is on housing and houselessness. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? That's correct. Do you want to talk us some more about that? Uh, yeah, because we all know that there is a there is a housing crisis, uh, not only in just Portland, but in the entire United States, really. Uh, there are, are not enough homes that people can actually afford to live in. And as with most problems in uh, the US, when it affects uh, the majority, it even affects trans people all the more. Uh, the fact is that uh, it's extremely dangerous for trans folks to be houseless, not only on the street and worrying about you know being attacked or abused, but even going uh, into shelters is hit or miss of whether you would actually be one accepted as your uh, the gender that you're presenting, and whether or not they will actually just treat you with even the basic level of dignity. Uh, there was the case I believe it was two years ago, uh, where or was it last year, uh, with the Salvation Army kicking the trans woman. Uh, out of the shelter uh, after they had, it's, I get a little upset, heated about these sorts of things because uh, I am lucky enough to uh, be housed and have the income that I don't have to worry about whether I'm gonna sleep at night. But I have lots of friends who that concern is right up there. And when it's in the trans community itself, so many of our our younger trans folks especially are couch surfing or living on the street uh, a lot of them 
basically just live at the Q Center now because that's one of the few locations that's safe for them to stay every night. Uh, so that's why we want to kind of build, you know, the Trans Pride March is about being, you know, happy and, you know, we're all together in trans and stuff, but we're trying to get more focus on the dangers that's affecting our community and, like, the concrete steps that we can change, we can make, because working for politics and trying to get laws changed, blah, 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 that's hit or miss whether we can actually affect any change, but we do the work in our communities on the ground, uh, we're more likely to be able to help each other. And it's all about building that, that solidarity of the community together and that uh, strength of numbers, because we, we can't really count on anyone else besides ourselves. Mm -hmm. What what are the um, odds that uh, some folks who are responsible for housing policy in the region will attend the march, uh, the rally? Uh, I think there's going to be a few uh, few stakeholders that will be showing up. Uh, I hope that they do come because uh, we have a good lineup of speakers who will be able to articulate uh, – much better than I can about the struggles that uh, houseless folks deal with. Uh, and the first the first uh, trans housing uh, summit uh, meeting, whatever we're calling it, uh, in July is actually not going to hold, it's not going to have any of the you know, politicians or the uh, main stakeholders that like have the housing and stuff like that. It's going to be mostly focused on the community itself so we can talk to them and then go from there with a plan. And we'll actually be uh, taking a little bit of a survey uh, to attendees that are willing and able to uh, talk about their experiences as houseless folks uh, at the rally at our table uh, to kind of help build uh, kind of the outline for the day of uh, in July. And also, uh, as far as what we're doing here with uh, the housing fair um, and the rally and focusing on housing this year, it would be great if some people in the city decided to show up and hear what we have to say and, and you know, take that seriously. But though that is important, it's also important that we're doing this work now because what it does is it creates waves. And whether they're there that day or not, this is going to plant a seed in the community that will ripple to other corners of the community. And it'll be really hard not to start to hear the combined voices of marginalized folks about the struggles with housing, because like with all issues, uh, trans rights are highly intersectional. Um, housing doesn't just affect trans folks, and we're not the only ones who are having issues finding housing or finding employment. Um, and once other groups all start to kind of pitch in together and make our voices heard. Whether they come to the rally or not, there's not going to be a very easy way for them to ignore it for very long. So, Is there information you can um, give folks about this housing summit in July? Uh, we'll be posting about it. Uh, we'll be uh, talking about it during the rally and also uh, posting it on our event page. Uh, it's going to be July 27th. Uh, the location is TBD because you know it takes time to plan these things out. Uh, but there, any uh, further information about that, we'll post on our event on our uh, group page on Facebook. And the the um, the uh, process of the summit will be about dialogue between folks mm -hmm. who are attending. Yeah, and if I may just step in real quick, uh, Alan, one one uh, 
kind of I, I've come a, from a place of relative privilege, and one thing that I learned, I think a, a couple years ago now, uh, volunteering and working with this group is we had a committee member uh, that was houseless, and I had no idea they were houseless the whole time they were coming to the meetings. Um, and one day they shared, you know, we were going to go out for pizza after um, and just kind of like relax and hang as a group and not work, work, work. Um, and they did not want to go walk two blocks to pizza because their back hurt so much. They just wanted to get on the bus and go back down to a uh, shelter that they were at downtown. And to me, that was that that was eye-opening um, to just hear that the, this incredibly intelligent person, incredible writer, um, was making the journey all the way up from downtown to North Portland on the bus with chronic back pain wasn't willing to walk two blocks to get pizza, which I offered to pay for, or like we offered to pay for as a group, but was willing to come all the way up um, and organize with us because it was so important to them uh, to affect change. And I, to me, honestly, that was really eye-opening and um, I just powerful, uh, powerful really motiv motivated me. So um, it's not just, I mean, it was eye-opening to me to see who really is houseless and you may not even realize that you know folks that are houseless so another thing uh with their, this year's trans march it's it's the 50th anniversary of stonewall uh the first pride was a riot and we need to trans we always try to acknowledge uh our our history our ancestors uh the people that uh we would not have we would not be here uh if it wasn't for stonewall like uh trans rights all lgbt rights i don't think would have been anywhere uh where they are now if there hadn't been that flash of anger and rebellion uh which is uh important to remember because this is the uh 50th uh 50 years anniversary and it's despite 50 years of "Quote unquote progress," it's still extremely dangerous uh, to be a trans person. Uh, there are how many was it this year? Since the beginning of 2019, there's been eight trans women that have been murdered in the United States. Majority of them uh, uh, trans women of color. Uh, just in the past month, we learned about the deaths of Chanel Lindsay and Malaysia Booker. There are two black trans women murdered in Dallas. Johanna Medina Leon, a migrant from El Salvador who died in immigration detention. And Leilene uh, Polanco Extravaganza found dead under suspicious circumstances in her jail cell at Rikers Island. So regardless of how great it might be for some trans folks here in Portland, you know, as it's as Portland is a pretty uh, in the grand scheme of things, the United States is probably one of the safer cities to be trans. However, that's stipulated on the fact that you're white, uh, able-bodied, relatively cis-passing. You know, if you have those kind of privileges, then the city's great. Uh, but unfortunately for most of the trans community, they don't have or need those privileges. Uh, and when you are a trans woman of color in Portland, Oregon, where the uh, population is like 90% white in the city. Uh, it's it's scary just to just going out and being yourself. Uh, so we have to remember that 
the people who are most likely to experience violence uh, may not be the majority of those who live here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, it's an ongoing struggle that we have been dealing with since 1969. Um, and you would think by 2019 things would have gotten better. And th of course, things have, have progressed in various ways. But considering the hard work that we've all put in, it's still a little surprising. Um, the lack of resources, the lack of, of um, public acceptance that a lot of LGBTQ plus people face on the day to day. And um, as Lyles was mentioning, uh, you know, it, it's it's one thing to be trans. It's another thing to be uh, marginalized in another way as well. Um, and so it's really important that we focus on um, ways that we can help each other um, be able to be safe, to be able to, you know, have a roof over our heads, be able to afford food to eat. Um, and that's why this year we're focusing on housing. Uh, rather than each of our previous years have been more of a just trans rights in general, and of course that is the, the, a large topic of what we're doing this year, but housing is one of the most important first steps that we can take to really lock down security for trans folks and for other marginalized folks. And so if they're able to, to come out to the event this Saturday, there's going to be plenty of uh, our partners who will be offering um, various resources and information um, whether you're trans or not, doesn't matter. Come down, say hi, check it out, and see what's available to you because we're doing what we can to make this available because it's not safe. You know, it's not safe for a lot of people, um, but especially for people who are struggling with uh, poverty wages, with people who are struggling, uh, whether you have the money or not, getting accepted into an apartment. Um, it's a real struggle in Portland right now with the, the crazy increase in rent prices, the, how expensive it is just to live day to day, whether that's buying food or taking public transportation or any of it. Um, so yeah, yeah, come down and check it out. Thank you. Uh, I'm your host, Hedda. This is Preference. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're talking with organizers who are part of Greater Portland Trans Unity. Samantha, you mentioned community partners uh, who will be at the Transpide Rally. Do you want to talk about some uh, some of those folks or organizations who will be there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, to tell you the truth, I won't be able to talk about all of them, of course, because we have over 27 different organizations joining us this year, um, probably more. Uh, we're squeezing in as many as we can uh, with our limited amount of space. Um, but we're going to have... Uh, uh, people from various uh, housing uh, uh, organizations. Lyles, if you can remember any of them by name for me, that would be great because I'm blanking right now. I think, uh, actually, Smith has the, uh, or Sarah has the list. You don't have, to? oh, okay. <laughs> well, we have a lot of them showing up uh, for for housing as well as other uh, 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 organizations uh, as well yeah like some of the sponsors for this year are going to be uh Sizzles justice fund northwest there's the pride Ford foundation central city concern uh the venture out project uh there will also be uh quite a few uh different orgs that are there tabling uh talking about uh their groups or how they intersect with the trans community uh 
Yeah. Yeah, just to name a few of the, the housing people that we're partnering with this year. Um, I believe uh, Right to Survive is going to be tabling with us mm-hmm. this year, um, as well as Outside In. Um, uh, let's see, who else? Uh, Janice Youth will be there, um, Central City Concern, uh, Transition Projects, uh, Community Alliance of Tenants, uh, Portland Tenants United. Uh, let's see, Sisters of the Road will be joining us as well. Um, and uh, Smirk, who helps out with uh, trans youth and I believe LGBTQ youth in general. Um, they'll all be joining us, but we'll, like I mentioned, we'll also have some people focusing on health and wellness for the community, um, various uh, groups involved with the labor movement in Portland, um, as well as uh, political rights and legal rights. So, yeah, lots of different various resources that people can get help with while they're there. And Alan, if I may butt in, I just want to emphasize again, the reason the trans march specifically and having trans specific resources is so important is that, and also to have stakeholders that are listening, is that most systems are set up in a binary way that works for cisgender folks. So when we look to address issues such as houselessness in Portland, often experiences that um, transgender folks have are overlooked or people are just oblivious to them or unaware. And if we don't have folks um, who are there and informed um, about the transgender experience making those decisions, then the transgender community has to kind of come together itself, and that's what's happening here at this march, and figure out you know, what kind of resources can we um, provide each other? What kind of information can we give about which shelters are safer and more friendly to trans folks? Which shelters will recognize and validate your gender identity? Um, Which will be better at keeping you safe? Um, And these are all things that are kind of word of mouth and are a little bit more grassroots and underground and aren't quite up at the city kind of county knowledge level all the time so you know what we're trying to do here is build momentum towards that and these are the folks who are the subject matter experts so if you can get them all together uh you know then we can start to make like samantha was saying some of those waves and this is just the first first part of that wave it's a drop in the bucket we're going to have that housing summit on the 27th of july and you know we're going to keep pushing and trying to make set systems that uh, work well, not just for cisgender folks, but but for everyone in Portland, because that's, I mean, that's a Portland value and that's what we're about and that's what we want the rest of the country to be about as well. And speaking about uh, uh, how dangerous it, is for, dangerous it is for a community to be trans and out, uh, I'm gonna talk, I'd like to talk kind of about uh, safety for the event itself. Uh, so we've, over the last five years, we've slowly been building up our our safety uh, our safety profile and we we've actually reached a pretty pretty high level of uh, ability to protect our attendees not only from protesters and for people with uh, with weapons or anything like that but just to visually block them uh, the sisters always show up with uh, uh, sisters of professional indulgence uh, they're part of our safety group uh, every year and they show up with uh, large banners, uh, trans, gay flags to kind of block visually the protesters who can almost guarantee that the uh, hell-raising street preachers and Gibson and Patriot, uh, all those 
pieces of trash will be showing up there to protest us. Uh, and so we, we have a multi-layered uh, defense system to deal with those people. And the last few years, uh, most of the time, uh, attendees don't even know that there are people protesting uh, because it's one of the uh, main goals for us is not only for safety, but to make sure the event is just you know fun and un uninterrupted. Because uh, when you have you know the hell-raising preachers showing up with a sign saying God hates us and when they tell us we're going to hell and blah 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 blah, it's it weighs on people. And honestly, I'm just glad that we've uh, we've built ourselves up so much the last few years. Uh, we'll have our safety team, people to kind of monitor the areas. Uh, there's going to be a actual, uh, there's actually gonna be a childcare area this year with the, we'll have trained uh, teachers and you know child caregivers so that if anyone wants to bring their kids, they'll be able to kind of leave them there and you know, know their kids will be safe while they go around looking at other tables or you know, maybe they just want to sit there and play with the kids and do some art projects and stuff like that. Uh, Yeah, it's, uh, but with our safety plans like set up, I want to, you know, stretch everybody that like, we're doing everything we can to make sure the event is as safe as possible. And, you know, part of the things that we've been trying to do the last few years is, uh, uh, we're trying to kind of, what does it look like for the community to police itself? Because uh, there's so many in our community who have been, harassed or hurt or have otherwise experienced uh, bad situations with the police. And it being a permanent march, it does mean that the police will be there. However, they will not be in the march itself. Uh, they will not be interacting with the attendees. And we have our own safety team uh, to kind of be a buffer uh, between the marchers and them. Because it's, you know, if you have issues with the police, then we want you still to show up because you belong uh, to this community and we're very, I don't want to say, we're not anti-cop because that just sounds bad, but I'm a police abolitionist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think that we have proven last few years that when the community comes together and organizes its own self-defense, we don't need the police to be there. And that's just kind of the long-term, like, what we've been building towards is being able to show that we're communities strong together, we're able to protect each other, and that we can you can come to these events and not be afraid that something's going to happen to you. Uh, and yeah, I just, uh, if you are feeling concerns about safety, uh, please still come. Uh, if you, I would say to make sure that you, uh, if you can come with a buddy, uh, have like a system set up where like if you don't show up home at you know Saturday at ten o'clock and someone hasn't heard from you, then they can start making phone calls. Yeah, you know, just it's more about just kind of keeping an eye on each other. That's the biggest way to stay safe. Is there still a need for volunteers for Saturday's event? Yes. Heck yes, there is, Alan. All right, so. Um, uh, we would love your help. Um, if you would like to come volunteer with us, please find Greater Portland Trans Unity on Facebook 
We will have a volunteer form um, available there to fill out. We need your help. We'd love your help, um, especially if you're a cisgender person and you're thinking, I would love to support uh, the trans community in Portland. This is a great opportunity to do it. We have roles um, that specifically happen during the march. So uh, if you come and you volunteer at 3.30 and help me and other folks uh, load out all the equipment, you will be taking the place of a trans person, a trans organizer, who can then go and be a part of the march, be a part of the celebration. Uh, and and that's one really awesome way to support uh, our community if, if you're cisgender. And also, you know, obviously, please come and volunteer if, if you're chan- trans or genderqueer or non-binary. And also, we have that. t-shirts for anyone that volunteers. <laughs> who doesn't love a free t-shirt? Absolutely. Uh, and another thing I want to talk about is uh, uh, our accessibility contingent. Uh, we always put our slowest uh, movers to the front of the march because uh, folks that uh, need assistance with the mobility issues or like they want to like well, we're going to have three vehicles this year with uh, they'll be pulling trailers. So anybody that has any kind of mobility issues or they are marching and they kind of feel that they can't march anymore, we'll have uh, these vehicles available uh, for anyone that needs them. And we try to, we like to put uh, these groups to the front of our march because they set the pace. Uh, there's a lot of other marches where that's not really a concern and they ended up getting, you know, people that are in a mobility scooter or something like that end up being left behind because everyone else is able-bodied, not really thinking about uh, their fellow community members who, uh, you know, in your excitement, you're marching and, you know, going forward and stuff, and you end up passing. We've had a few years where the uh, attendees have basically kind of just gone past uh, the accessibility contingent, and we're going to be working extra hard to make sure that doesn't happen this year. And... Yeah, if you have any kind of mobility issues or anything like that, we'll have plenty of room uh, on our three vehicles along with a fourth vehicle following uh, for anybody that kind of falls out with the march. Uh, We'll also have uh, ASL interpreters uh, for all of our speakers. Uh, I don't think, are we having a different language? We will not, no. No? Uh, We have have a speaker that is provided a written statement in Spanish and mm-hmm. someone else will be reading that Spanish, a translated version of that statement in English. And honestly, also, we're also, we're always looking to improve the market itself. So if in the past you uh, have had issues with accessibility or anything else with the march, like shoot us a message on Facebook because, you know, the only way we can make changes for the better is if we know about them. We're all learning, <laughs> definitely, yeah. Yeah. Let's remind folks, uh, contact information, mm-hmm. for folks can uh, find Greater Portland Trans Unity online, and uh, again, the details about Saturday's event. Mm-hmm. So you can find us on Facebook. Um, our page is Greater Portland Trans Unity. Um, find us on there. Feel free to send us any messages or questions that you have about the event uh, through Facebook. You can also reach us by email at greaterportlandtransunity at gmail.com. And again, we will get back to you as soon as possible with whatever uh, questions you may have. 
And I also believe uh, it should still be up there, right? The link, if you would like to donate, if you would like to contribute mm -hmm. and you're not able to volunteer, um, there's a link on Pride Northwest's website yeah. where you can specifically donate to Greater Portland Trans Unity. And uh, we're an all-volunteer uh, organization, and we depend heavily on, on donations, and we uh, really appreciate any contribution anyone can make. Yeah, it's also pinned to the top of our Facebook page. And, uh, yeah, like... Uh, Sarah said, like, we we make no money uh, off of any of this, like... We are a non-profit. <laughs> <laughs> We're a non-profit without doing the work of becoming a non-profit, but yeah. Uh, sure. We basically, we are trans and genderqueer folks who, uh, non-binary folks that care about our community and, like, have the ability to dedicate our time and resources towards it. Uh, but like most things in a capitalist society, it costs money. Uh, so if you are able to give even just a little bit, $5, $10, that would be fantastic. Uh, we'll also be selling uh, t-shirts, uh, tote bags, and other merchandise at the event itself. Uh, we'll finally have a, I got to set up with Square Reader so we can actually take credit cards now instead of just cash, because uh, nobody really carries cash anymore. Uh, but the sisters will be going around with the donation buckets day of as well for any of your spare change or anything that anybody wants to bring. Yeah. And, and oh, sorry, go ahead, Samantha. Just as far as details about the march go, again, I know we've already mentioned them, but just in case uh, you didn't hear before, this will be on Saturday, June 15th, um, downtown Portland at the North Park Blocks. Um, big elephant. Big elephant in the park <laughs> there. Can't miss it. Plus, all of us are going to be there. Um, and yeah, the event starts, uh, the rally starts at two, um, goes till three, and then we will be launching the march at 3.30. So if you can join us anytime between those times, please do. And if you wanna come a little bit early, uh, sign making will be starting at one. And that'll, that'll run until 3.30 when we march off. Wonderful. Do, do we have a spacer break lined up? Let's do a little music. It's always spacer here, uh, except when it's built on top of spacer. Um, you might find a, another version. We'll be right back. Right. I'll try this one.
little bit of space here thanks to joseph who's in the booth making this all happen thank you i'm your host hedda this is preference here on cable uh it's the uh queer boo hour every tuesday between six and seven we have queer and trans programming so tune in you'll hear us on preference every second fourth and fifth tuesdays <laughs> uh we're here in the studio with organizers uh with Great, Greater Portland Trans Unity. And we're talking about uh, Trans Pride Rally and March this Saturday. Uh, rally in the North Park Blocks. Um, and the uh, March will kick off from there and head to the festival. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, the festival is down at the waterfront, uh, put on by Pride Northwest. And uh, I just want to mention that this, uh, actually the the uh, headliners at the festival um this Saturday, actually, between one and four, so uh, it's sort of an it's an overlap for certain with the uh, <coughs> uh, rally in March. Uh, anyway, the headliners: Carla Rossi um, and Devin Green, two of my favorite people in the world. So, um, if folks get a chance to uh, wander into the festival area, it's got an eight dollars suggested donation. I don't imagine that I have ever donated <laughs> over the years, but uh, you should. Well, I, I have my feelings about that. I feel um, less guilty because I just kind of I'm doing work, so I just kind of run past the people. So. Mm-hmm. I, I actually have sneaked in through the fence um, just because I'm a brat, and I didn't even want to go through the you know they got to check your water, yada yada. It's a thing, right? I think they do dump out your water, isn't that right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So you can't bring, bring beverages into the festival area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. Okay, so. Um, Let's go back to the uh, the rally and march on Saturday, this Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as far as uh, we were talking about before, before we tuned out, I'd uh, just like to remind everybody that this is the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots, um, and we will be celebrating um, and sharing information and resources and experiences at our rally on Saturday. Um 
But something to keep in mind with it being uh, Stonewall's 50th anniversary is that a lot of what we've been fighting for for the last 50 years has not only been for uh, trans rights and queer rights, so that is, of course, the, the, the main thing that we focus on, but this year we will also be shining a light on uh, the prison systems as well as the immigration detention centers that um, have really been putting a stain on our uh, country's name a little bit over the last few years, um, as well as... Uh, last few centuries. Last few centuries, of course. Um, as well as uh, how difficult it is for trans people to find uh, resources within uh, health clinics and hospitals, um, within specifically this year as we're focusing on housing um, and shelters. Uh, so those will be some of the biggest things that we're doing. So, you know, we will be there to celebrate um, but also we will be taking the time to mourn the community members that we've lost over this year and years prior. And we will be marching, but we will always be organizing and always moving forward with what we can do to help one another. So, you know, come and join us uh, to celebrate not only, uh, you know, trans rights and, and how far we've come, but also come and join us in the efforts to see how far we can keep this going. Okay. Thanks, Samantha. I think you were also gonna. Oh, like uh, yeah. I just uh, actually just remembered this is a big thing. Uh, part of uh, we'll, we're putting out a housing zine uh, that's focused on the trans housing and uh, uh, stuff like that. They'll be given out uh, during the rally itself. Uh, that's been created by a couple of our members, along with uh, uh, some partners with uh, community orgs who are uh, also uh, helping to create the uh, the housing summit in July. Uh, so uh, look forward to that because they have put a lot of work into this uh, and they're planning to have a much more robust zine in July, but this one will have uh, lots of good commentary and information uh, for folks. And uh, you'll be able to get that uh, either at the rally or on Sunday at the <coughs> TransUnity booth in the main Pride Pavilion. Wonderful. Uh, well, I guess I just wanted to share. Um, you know, there are three of us that are kind of like here in the radio booth right now, but um, hundreds of folks and many, many organizations have worked very, very hard over many, many years in support of the rally, the march, um, and Greater Portland TransUnion as an organization. And uh, we just want to share our immense gratitude for that labor and for that support. You know, this, this would not be happening without many, many people um, putting in a lot of hard work over the years. So I, I want to share my gratitude and I'm sure, you know, Lyles and Samantha feel the same way. And I'm also very grateful for both of your work. So thank well, you. We're grateful for you as well. Yes, thank you community for always being there for us and uh, helping us out in any way that you're capable of. It's, it goes a long ways. Uh, honestly, you know, we we put a lot of time and energy into doing this work, but we could not do it by ourselves. Like the uh, the yearly trans pride march, it doesn't belong to any of us in trans unity. It's the community's event. All we do is just do our best to facilitate it uh, and keeping it uh, connected with the local community. We'll never have corporate sponsors uh, 
we'll you'll never come to our event and I'm sorry Deborah I'm not trying to talk bad about uh, the main pride event but you won't see you know balloons shaped like you know penises and you know other like Capital One won't be trying to sell you a, a credit card at our events because uh, we try to stick to the roots of what pride is and it was a rebellion uh, and inviting like I understand the needs for you know corporate endorsements and money and you know different orgs have different ways of doing things but for ourselves uh, you don't have to worry about us selling out <laughs> Lyles earlier in the hour you mentioned venture out what is that Oh, actually, I believe I mentioned Venture Out. Venture Out is uh, one of our sponsors this year. Um, as far as what Venture Out does, um, give me just one second here. Um, <laughs> it's uh, outdoors activities. Is that right? Am I? The name would make you think that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there is an organization uh, called Venture Out that does. Uh, uh, transgender queer um, outdoors activities arrangements I guess Does, is that I think that's not that might be it yeah I think that's them um, they uh, along with other people that we're partnering this year um, they are one of our uh, monetary sponsors uh, who helps us make this event possible for other people um, and yeah, they, uh, oh, excuse me. So Venture had to say a little bit more about them specifically. Uh, they uh, help LGBTQ youth uh, and adults uh, within the community uh, with a lot of different things, including like developing leadership skills um, and just overall gaining confidence through shared experiences um, outdoors and actually getting out and doing physical activity, which is really important considering that a lot of uh, young people and older people within the community sometimes don't venture out much um, due to worries, due to danger, legitimate danger that we face every day. Um, so to have a group come out and, you know, kind of be able to be around people that not only sympathize for your struggles, but also share in your struggles, uh, it's really important. And it's uh, it's a great organization. Um, they're one of just a, a, a hand, well, a large group of, of community organizations that are helping us. Um, along with Venture Out, I believe we have uh, Pride Northwest is, of course, a great sponsor for us. Uh, the Pride Foundation as well. Um, Social Justice Fund Northwest. Um, the Cascade AIDS Project. Um, and Central City Concern, um, along also Western states can't forget them. So those are our main sponsors this year. I'm sure we probably have more that I'm I'm not remembering to mention right now, and I apologize for that. Uh, but it's due to companies uh, or you know groups, I should say, like them that like we mentioned that we're able to do these things because without a little bit of a monetary sponsorship, we can only do so much. Um, but they allow us to host the event this year and to continue to host events in the future. And uh, yeah, we we really want to say thanks. And yeah, all your donations uh, to TransUnity. One, uh, we uh, were partnered with Pride Northwest, so uh, with through their five hundred one c three you know nonprofit status, so they hold all our money uh, and you know their bank account. So if you donate to us, you you'll know it's not going to one of our uh, 
uh, <laughs> one of our personal bank accounts. Uh, we won't run off uh, <laughs> with the t-shirt money uh, like a certain community member did. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I was just for some reason I was just reading about that yesterday. Uh, she she got indicted. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, and that just happened in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, ago, like right? the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, the money will not be going to us, and what you actually are funding when you donate to us, uh, ASL interpreters, uh, our accessibility vehicles uh, will have benches and uh, uh, ramps to get onto the vehicle, uh, to the uh, the trailers themselves, and into the event space. As yeah, well. uh, it, it costs money just for the permitting. Uh, we pay our safety team a stipend. Uh, Sound system. Sound system, generator. We uh, rent a truck to load all the gear. A like it, the list goes on yeah. uh, what we spend the money on, but it's always going back into the community. And mm -hmm. any money we have left over just gets pulled into our next event. So if we if we make our all the money we need for the Trans March, uh, then anything that's left over will be going uh, directly to the housing fair in July or another event that we'll be putting on. But it, uh, it never will never go into any of our pockets. Let's remind folks of uh, the details on Saturday's event. Uh, there will be the Trans Pride March uh, is going to be at the North Park Blocks by the Elephant Statue. Uh, this Saturday, uh, 1 p.m. will be the when sign making starts. 2 p.m. is the rally. And then 3.30 is when we step off to march the waterfront. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. Um, That'll all be going on then. Uh, aside from that, what we're doing on Saturday, uh, which of course in included in all that, uh, to be a little bit more detailed as far as what's going on, we're going to be offering uh, over 27 plus uh, organizations that are there to help the trans community with uh, focus on housing, but also with uh, jobs, with healthcare, with um, legal resources, all those fun and exciting things you can go and learn more about and get some help with. Um, and as Lyle's mentioned, we will have the housing summit coming up in July. Um, so come to the march, uh, come to the rally, uh, hear more about that. And if you're interested and in need of any resources, we're there to help and we'll do everything we can for you. Um, one last thing, uh, if you've, if you're a trans, uh, transgender, non-binary, you know, a uh, person who has always been interested in doing organization work, uh, we're a small team and we're always looking for more people so if you're if you want to organize uh, all you got to do is just shoot us an email yeah actually a great way to reach out also is again if you want to volunteer even this year or even if you don't want to volunteer this year find our volunteer form on Facebook find us Greater Portland Trans Unity and you can fill out that volunteer form and just say hey I'd love to organize with you in the future and I think well, we asked Ethan too if he hasn't already uh, the link to the volunteer form should be posted uh, again to our event page, so it should be like right there. If not, though, I'll uh, I'll post it later. And that's the, the Facebook event page, mm -hmm. is that right? Okay. For the uh, it's on twenty nineteen Portland Trans Pride March. Gotcha. gotcha. And aside from volunteering, you can always reach out to us with any other questions or concerns you have over our Facebook. Um, and you can reach out to us through our email at greaterportlandtransunity at gmail dot com. 
Wonderful. Uh, let's let's remind folks once again uh, the housing summit coming up. Yes, that'll uh, be. Give us a little. Uh, that's going to be July twenty seventh. Uh, we'll have uh, more information, uh, like the venue and like exact timing as we get that all taken care of. But we will be posting about that uh, to our event page, uh, to our Greater Portland Transunity uh, group page, and we'll also be posting out to the various. Uh, queer and LGBT groups throughout uh, Facebook groups and stuff like that. But it, the main focus will be on uh, bringing trans houseless folks together and so, to talk and plan and really get a, uh, a mission together that we can actually start affecting real change for the houseless community, specifically for the trans houseless community, uh, because they're just, we're very small, it's uh, trans people are already a small community houseless community of oh, the trans folks is even smaller so coming together in solidarity to build that uh, strength of a movement is I think the main goal of this first meeting and there's going to be multiple I think uh, following uh, housing summits after that but this first meeting will be kind of really digging into what the needs of the houseless community are and specifically the trans houseless community. And to give you an idea of the difference between the two uh, uh, events is that uh, the March and Rally, of course, is going to be focusing on housing and what we can do and sharing experiences of that. Um, but it is, of course, going to be more of a celebration and a day of uh, recognition and remembrance. Uh, the Housing Summit will be more specifically focused on housing, where we can hear the voices of houseless people and give out more direct resources um, to houseless people. So. It, they share a commonality and topic, but they will be serving slightly different purposes. Um, can't do everything in a day or an hour and a half, really. <laughs> and for information on that housing summit, folks will be able to head to the uh, yeah the TransUnity uh, Facebook group. We'll post about that, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit more in depth of it uh, at the rally itself on Saturday. Wonderful. So Saturday's events, uh, not only is the festival happening along the waterfront, uh, Trans Pride Rally and March, that's uh, 1, 1 p.m. for sign making, yep. gather, um, schmooze with the, the uh, community organizations who are setting up, mm -hmm. uh, get a feel for what's going on, who's there, check people out. Uh, March starts at... Uh, 3.30 and the rally will be at 2 Two, yes. in the North Park blocks uh, right next to the big elephant next to the big elephant um, North Park blocks alright <laughs> we will also have ASL and oh perfect <laughs> we are ready to wrap up I guess this is a preference thank you organizers of uh, with Greater Portland Trans Unity thanks for being here Coming up next, Calculated Conversation. You are listening to KBOO Portland. Okay.
Cebu Community Radio is a proud co-sponsor of the 2019 Juneteenth Celebration on Saturday, June 22nd from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Clark College Hannah Hall in Vancouver, Washington. The theme of the 7th Annual Juneteenth Celebration is Together We Rise. This theme addresses the idea that together we rise above the fray of hatred, despair, and discord. The celebration features a job fair, panels, awards, contests, an art gallery, live entertainment, and more. Again, that's the 2019 Juneteenth Celebration on Saturday, June 22nd from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Clark College Hannah Hall, 1933 Fort Vancouver Way in Vancouver, Washington. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. Thank you.